So me and my hubs did a thing, you guys. We have opened our online sweet life home and lifestyle store. This is something that's been a dream for both of us. We've been talking about it for about four years. Um, product development was for about a year. We're so excited. So if you get a chance, go check out our new candle line. We have two scents. One is fresh and so clean and the other is sweet indulgence. They're both fantastic. They're so clean and, and they make your space feel so just warm and loving. If you want a warm and loving environment to be in, make sure you grab your candle in the Sweet Life home store. Um, you can find us on, on Shopify and I'll put the link in the show notes. So we are super excited. We can't wait to fill your home with peace, joy, and beautiful scents. All right. Enjoy the podcast and let me know what you think. Tag me on social media when you get your candle and um, share how it's making your space be transformed. Hi, welcome to a new season of Your Sweetest Life with Stephanie J. I'm really excited for this new season. Hey, if you're new here, Your Sweetest Life with Stephanie J is a podcast for women who are on the edge of change, who just need a little information, inspiration, and motivation to move into you know, creating habits and routines that help them curate their sweetest life. So I hope you're here ready to learn, grow, and become the best version of yourself. And I hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. You can also find me over on Instagram at Your Sweetest Life with Stephanie J and on Facebook at Your Sweetest Life with Stephanie J. So enjoy this podcast and keep reaching for your sweetest life. I love surrounding myself with women who are way smarter than me and way more evolved and melissa is one of those people if you listen to part one you can already hear that she's phenomenal i love her story i love her book um, and i love everything that she shares so i hope you'll join me listen to part two and just be more inspired more um, aware and more informed she's awesome and yes go get your copy of 30 days of things so here's melissa part two and living out your passion and knowing that sometimes, you know, the very thing that you desire to do the most, that God has blessed you and allowed you to do that, that is like the highest praise and highest worship that you can give back wow. to God. So the wow. fact that you are crying is, is such an amazing thing. Because <laughs> it just means that you've acknowledged your highest praise, right? Living out your purpose and what he's allowed you to do with the heart that he's giving you, which is so okay. important. <laughs> okay, we're going to read the chapter now because I'm, I'm not going to do that, right? This is really um, so it, <laughs> Wow, yeah. And so that's, it did really make me reflect on those things because, you know, it's like everybody has this image of what they think their life's going to be like. And sometimes when it unfolds and it's unconventional, um, and like you kind of talked about that in here, like with your friends, like you were like, no, nah, that can't be right because that's not what. I would have looked at that's not the man I would have looked at that's not you know I would have had um you know because but then like when it happened in this Thanks for joining me on this episode of Your Sweetest Life with Stephanie J. Hey, you guys, if you want more of this and you want to be motivated, inspired, and just get that information to really curate the life you love, join me over on Instagram and Facebook or join my email list where that's where I go first. If it's something's new, it's coming to you in the email. So I hope you guys have a fabulous day. And as always, keep reaching for your sweetest life. Bye. 
a journey towards healing and deliverance. We're going to be talking about this. We're going to be talk, talking about this. one of the chapters, having like a little mini um, book club, and also talk about a way that you can win your own copy of Melissa's book. So yes, I'll be giving away a copy of Melissa's book tonight, or not tonight, tomorrow. Um, but you'll have an opportunity after this live to win a copy of her book for free. All I'm going to do is ship it to you. So yes, I am very honored to do that. And we're going to talk a little bit about one of the chapters that really, I really, 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 really loved um, in this, in her book. And I'm going to bring her on shortly. So go grab your beverage, get comfortable, um, get your notes out, get some paper out. If you don't have 30 days of thanks, get some paper out because we're going to be having a little chat talking about some deliverance um, and sharing one of her chapters so that once you hear this chapter, you're going to want to go to her website, 30 Days of Thanks. 30, 30 Day of Thanks. And you're going to want to grab your copy. So, yes, I'm going to let you guys get a chance to grab your beverages and, bring, and invite somebody in. Invite someone in who you know may need to have some deliverance, may need to have some encouragement, or someone who just may need to hear something that makes them feel better. So share this right now. Go ahead and share, invite um, your friends. This is going to be a room of positivity and encouragement, and um, we're just going to have a time to discuss one of these chapters. So thank you so much for joining me live. Um, I'm so honored and glad to have the opportunity to have this platform. Thank, I thank God for that this platform to be able to share what women are doing to create their sweetest life and share their products, share their experiences. And um, it's just such an honor. So this week we have Melissa Barber back. She was here um, about three weeks ago and she we talked about why she wrote this book. I'll let her share briefly again her story and then we're gonna get into one of the chapters in this book. So let me go ahead and get Melissa in the room. Okay, just invited her to join, and as soon as she pops in, um, we'll hear, hey, girl, look at those glasses. <laughs> I love those. I wish I could get away with wearing something like that. I mean, it looks so, every time I see people with, like, really cool frames, I just wish I didn't oh. need the visual. <laughs> oh, man, these, are like, I, my vice is glasses frames, so I have, I have about, a pair of glasses, and this I should not be admitting because this is so bad, but I have probably like a pair of glasses that I could wear every single day for about three to four months. Are you okay? Um, <laughs> so it's, it's a vice in that respect. But we all have our things. We all have our things. You're right. So I say, you know, this is my healthy vice. Don't judge me, but this is my healthy vice. But um, I just, I love glasses. And I've always, I've been wearing glasses since I was probably about 11, 12 years old. So it's, you know, kind of one of those statement things when you have to wear something because they make your eyes better, they make you look better, and you can actually see, yes, you see my four eyes, like they make you see better. Yeah, you look cute. <laughs> Thank you. So they have to make me look cute. They have to kind of go with the outfit, go with the accessories, go yeah. with everything else. So, um, yes. So thank you. Thank you. New frame and uh, do something a little snazzy. <laughs> All right. We got to be able to see. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because if I can't see, it's like irrelevant. But uh, I gotta be able to see it. I have the sunglass transition. Like I'm old now because I'm like now I'm like I don't like what put sunglasses on. I just want them to transition. I don't know how to transition. I'm like that's what old people do. That's the look. <laughs> the older you get, the easier you need life to be. So I know, I know. So yeah, so I'm always like, you know, as long as I can get every single thing kind of a match and it works in, and I tell people, I'm like so blind, so it's not even funny. Like when I take these off, it's like, I see figment. That's like when I, when I saw people come in, I took these off, I'm like, I don't know who that is because I can't see right, right. this yeah, far in front of me. I need them, yes. I need them so <laughs> well Melissa we're going to get started but I want you to for people who may view this who didn't get to view the last one just tell them a little bit about yourself um, who you are what you do and then we'll get into chapter 22 which I'm very excited to okay so my name is Dr. Melissa Barber um, I always describe myself as somebody who is not just one thing but multiple things so under the you know scope of being a medical physician by training I'm a writer I'm a mother. I'm a community organizer. I'm a co-founder of many organizations. Um, I have my own small business. So there's an array of things that kind of fit in my umbrella. Um, so I'm happy to say that. Um, I had the privilege and honor of actually writing this book um, about two years ago now. I can't even believe it's like almost two years. That is so wow to me. Um, Wow, I'm still kind of, no, actually it's been more than two years, but I think published and everything really out. Um, but I actually started this journey because I've always done a journey of thanks and I always do that journey by myself and it's just like me and God and I'm like focusing, okay, like how do I, you know, do that introspection, get better um, on myself, but also give back to many of the local organizations that I love and the work that they do. And one year God said, I want you to actually share this journey with other people. And I was like, what? <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute. And he said, yeah, I want you to share this journey with other people. I want it to be a journey in which you, um, oh, that was my daughter, sorry. Um, I want it to be a journey in which you um, share with other people and I want you to tell uh, stories and reflections of your life um, in the stories of thanks that you share and I want you to be very vulnerable and very honest and very open about everything. And, and I was freaked out <laughs> for a while about it. And I was like, okay, like, I, I don't know that I want to do this, but okay. And I didn't realize that as he was telling me to do that, he was taking me on my own journey of healing and deliverance. And with the story that I wrote, he was literally tapping into a heartstring and tapping into a compartment of my heart that still needed work. And, um, and as I was sharing, I was like, you know, nobody's listening because I invited people and nobody kind of responded except like, you know, two of my closest friends, three of my closest friends. And they're like, we'll take it with you. And, um, and God said, even though only three people said that they would take the journey with you, I want you to send it out to other folks and these, you know, send it out to this one, this one, this one. And so every day I was sending out the journey to about 70 to a hundred people and, um, over the course of time, they begin to say, I hope you know you're writing your first book. And I would brush it off like, oh, it's nothing, whatever. And literally a friend of mine took a picture because she couldn't do every day of the journey with us. And when she showed me that picture, God said, I know that you were brushing it off 
that this was supposed to be your first book. So look at it. This is your first book. You had your physical manifestation of your book. And I want to get into the book because this is a long chapter. So yes. I don't want us to run out of time to talk about it. So the chapter that I chose, I mean, me and Melissa went back and forth, but I'm glad I won this fight. Yay! So if you have her book, 30 Days of Thanks, grab your book and open it to day 22. Um, and I will, I, and I don't know if you want to like, because it's, it's kind of long to, I don't know if you want to read like through story number one, and we can talk a little bit about that. And then story number two. Um, and I can just, I'll just tell you like reading it, this, this chapter touched me the most because there's so many of us that have lived unconventional lives. Like things, you know, as you get older, you know, if, if you're younger, you may not have felt this yet, but as you get older, um, you find a lot more things that happen in your life by God's stance versus your stance. And, um, you know, I just started to write down a few of those things. Um, you know, my marriage, um, you know, I married, married the perfect man for me. I didn't know when I married him at 20, he was a perfect man for me. I fought everything within me to, to not make that, you know, it, you know, I did everything but make it perfect for about 20 years. Thank God, God gave me the man that I was supposed to have because he's been my ride or die. And I he wanted to me up several times. <laughs> but, like, I want to kill you, but I'm staying because I love you. <laughs> Thank God. Um, so that was like the biggest one in my career. Um, the opportunities he's opened up um, doors, just doing this right here. Like my self-confidence would have never let me do this years ago because I would have been so intimidated by what people would think. Um, but God kind of has worked through me and he's developed me in a way that, you know, I don't think that much. So it took like going through a lot of things to get to the point to do that. Um, even my present career as a nurse and working with teens, like I always worked in critical care and, you know, working in teens. So that was unconventional for me. Um, I've spoken at events, but that's, that was unconventional for me at the time. Now it's becoming more natural. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's that natural thing for me that that because of, you know, fear and those other things, my lack of confidence was, my confidence was low in myself. So I always worried about what everybody else thought. So of course I couldn't get in front of a room and then I'd be too worried about presenting myself perfectly. Um, but that's why this chapter really hurt, really touched me. Um, and just like that, I'm unconventionally like very loving of people. And I'm always, um, that's a characteristic of me that, um, that it's not, un, un, it's just how I manifest it because I just have such a big heart for people um, mm. that God is now creating unconventional opportunities um, because of the heart he gave me. And mm. so like even having this platform because I have such a heart for seeing other people, I'm about to cry. <laughs> I have such a heart for seeing other people succeed that, um, you know, he's given me this opportunity to bring other women in to support their businesses and, rep and give them the opportunity um, to, you know, to, to be seen. And so I'm going to stop That's right now because I'm not sure why <laughs> I'm getting teary. <laughs> You're about to cry because when we, you know, we don't realize it, but the little moments of gratitude that God gives us, they make us reflect about how blessed we are. And so sometimes it's just the little things, right? I tell, you know, people laugh at me because they're like, you're so simple. And I, you know, if you break it down to the little minute details, 
the simple things in life are what really make us happy, mm-hmm. right? The, the details, like remembering those little things. But sometimes it doesn't take all of that to make you happy. It's just the simple things and living out your passion and knowing that sometimes you know, the very thing that you desire to do the most, that God has blessed you and allowed you to do that, that is like the highest praise and the highest worship that you can give wow. back to God. So the wow. fact that you are crying is, is such an amazing thing because <laughs> it just means that you've acknowledged your highest praise, right? Living out your purpose and what he's allowed you to do with the heart that he's giving you, which is so important. <laughs> okay, we're going to read the chapter now because I'm, I'm not going to do that, right? This is really <laughs> um, so like, <laughs> Wow, yeah. And so that's, it did really make me reflect on those things because, you know, it's like everybody has this image of what they think their life's going to be like. And sometimes when it unfolds and it's unconventional, um, and like you kind of talked about that in here, like with your friends, like you were like, no, nah, that can't be right because that's not what. I would have looked at that's not the man I would have looked at that's not you know I would have had um you know because but then like when it happens and it starts to all line up you're like wow like Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna let you go ahead and we're gonna we'll read story number one first okay and then we'll um talk about a little bit more because there's a lot of really good gems in there okay so day two unconventional choices Happy 22nd day of thanks, everyone. Have you ever been on a path in your life that clearly seemed accidental? It was not your choice to be in that career or predicament, but you ended up there and it turned out to be the perfect fit. And although it is your perfect fit because your mind is so focused and has tunnel vision for your first choice, you miss that the accident was God's way of plummeting you into his perfect will and your exact destiny. Because otherwise, you'd go in circles for the rest of your life trying to find or get to your destiny. I was in a little of a dilemma trying to figure out what story I would share for this reflection. There are two different people and two different stories that came to my mind when I thought of the topic of blessings and unconventional choices. Since I could not decide which one was better to write, I'm going to share both. Story one. A few years ago, I met a gentleman who was recently divorced at a celebration. Throughout the night on several occasions, I walked in on a similar conversation that he was having with different people. Each time he mentioned repeatedly that he wanted to be in love and experience the butterflies in his stomach that came with falling in love. I thought it was interesting that I kept walking in on the same conversation he was having with different people throughout the night at the exact same time he was saying and conveying the same exact message. I literally had to ask God, is there a reason why I keep hearing this conversation? Why did I ask that question? For the next four nights, I was awakened in the middle of the night and it was placed in my spirit to tell this gentleman something. I didn't want to do it because I had no idea who he was and whether he would receive what I had to say. But when I got awakened for the fifth night, I decided that he would hear all that I was told to tell him. Sleep is a wonderful thing. The morning I met this gentleman, he had come to the event with a woman who everyone thought was his wife. 
the connection between them was very strong and seemed like that of a husband and wife. It turned out that the woman was not only his best friend, but his body, bodyguard also. What I was told to tell him had to do with her. The paraphrased version of what I emailed was that he kept saying that he wanted to be in love, but the reason he hadn't found the butterflies in his stomach love that he wanted was because he had written off the person who could give him that. That person was his best friend. The gentleman and I have become great friends over the years, and I know well his interactions with his best friends, who I call his wife. I don't care what he says. She knows him like the back of her hand and is so mindful of him. She would pick him up gifts that she knew were his favorites while he, she was shopping. I've noticed how he has a complete retirement plan in place that involves her moving without her knowledge to the West Coast with him. How do you plan someone else's retirement to be with you for the rest of your life? He needs to get with the program and admit there is something going on there. She has been with him through every up and down in his life from his divorce to his mother's death. And his mom, mom loved her. His ex-wife would have to call her to get him to do things. Even his ex-wife realizes who this woman was, is in his life. Shaking my head. Talk about most men always being clueless. When I asked him why he had not considered a relationship with this woman, his typical man answer was, I'm not attracted to her which I thought was very interesting because she is a beautiful dark-skinned sister who is well-kept. She is flyer than I am on any given day. When he showed me the type of woman that he was attracted to, um, it was the typical petite, light-skinned woman with a figure eight, hourglass, body shape, and long straight hair. The problem was that this type is that he, with this type, is that he had his fair share of that type of woman and she dragged him through disaster all the way to divorce. Throughout my life, I have seen this scenario play out so many times with the many males that I know. He, like most men, was, is having an emotional affair with his best friend, making her his backbone and support, taking advantage of not making a relationship commitment and assuming she will be there for and with him forever. All the while, he was as having the physical affair with his girlfriend or another woman. And in the present situation, he has no butterflies in the stomach left. Side note, to all of you, women and men who do this, hear me as if I'm yelling into a bullhorn, screaming from a mountaintop. Don't do this. <laughs> That's a very bad mistake to make. You are going to eventually lose the game and that person. And it is going to hurt you worse than you think. And sometimes it will be a hurt or loss with damage that is irreversible. I say this from experience. So if you have learned to trust my honesty over the time of our journey together, trust this advice too. All I can say is that he, like you, have been warned Stop rejecting the unconventional choice that God is presenting to you. God's will is always good, acceptable, and perfect for you. God is so in love with you and ultimately wants to give you the desires of your heart. Just because the package is different and it wasn't your first choice 
doesn't mean that it lacks your ultimate unconditional butterflies in your stomach love. Remember Aunt Phyllis, Aunt Phyllis and Uncle Freddie? Go back to day four. If your desires are butterflies in your stomach love, you must trust God's choice because it will be just that. So that is story one. Day 22. So day 22, I, I don't know if anyone else was, let's see, was able to read day 22. If you were able to read this in day 22 and just put that in the comments because um, you may not have, you may not have the book yet. So you may be able to get a copy tonight, but if you have read it, um, just, you know, you can share how it's impacted you. Um, I, I already shared kind of some of how it impacted me, but one of the other things that I wanted to bring out, um, first of all, when I was reading it, I was thinking, is Melissa going to say like this, this was her, like this was going to be her. And then, so I thought, no, like not like that part, but like when, before I got to the friend part, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, is this going to be turned around into like, and then I got read more and I was like, oh no, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> no but that actually is one of my really really good like best friends who I adore and um the the young woman that I was actually talking about who's his best friend I adore her too so they're both like really good friends of mine and like I said the dynamic that plays out between them I'm just always laughing and I'm just like okay so when what in okay <laughs> so when are you going to get with God's program? And then I just kind of, I left it to him. And when I told him about it, he started laughing about it. And I said, I'm telling you, like, you can, you can go ahead and do what you're going to do, but God's will is going to always prevail. And so if you say that this is what you want, God is going to change your heart and really do a work in you so that you understand and you see it just like everybody else around you sees it. Wow. Yeah. That was, I mean, that chapter was really good because it did, I mean, it was like a physical representation of like how, what the opposite of God may be like, opposite of what you, God may see the opposite, have the opposite for you of what you think. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd be like, God, I, you know, I have my list. I'd be like, God, I want chocolate because I love me some blue black <laughs> chocolate. The way. And um, it was funny because I laughed like I was praying one day and um, and this is, you know, to make a long story short, like I was praying and one of my friends, I used to pray when I was younger, you know, for my husband being an intercessory prayer, you, you learn the importance of praying for things and everything in your life, like very early and so when I was 18, you know, I used to pray those prayers, God, give me a man after your own heart, like bless him, allow him to love you. Like, you know, I love you and allow him to love you so that he can love me. Like all these generic kind of prayers for my husband. And over time, I'd be like, you know, show me my husband, Lord, like, let me, let me see what he looks like. You know, it'd, it'd be nice. And he never showed me. And so over time, like, I just know, okay, well, I've been asking forever and he's not showing me. So, you know, I, let me just leave this alone. Right. And one day my friend started laughing at me and she said, the reason why God is not showing you who it is, is because it's going to be somebody, you know. And I said, the devil is a liar. Oh I, don't want, <laughs> I don't want any of the men that I know. Like they are oh. not, <laughs> they are not my husband and so one of my uh my friends her younger daughter her her daughter's very young but very prophetic and you know we teach her in the prophetic very early 
And so God literally told this young lady who her husband was going to be this little, he, like, mommy, God told me that that's going to be my husband, right? And I said, this is for the birds. I've been, I was praying and I was asking you, like, who her husband was. And you want to sit and tell this little eight-year-old girl uh, who her husband is before you tell me what's going on. And so... I was like, why haven't you told me at this point? And I was so much older, right? So here's me like 20 plus years later. Like, well, why haven't you told me? Like, it can't be that bad. Like, I'm not gonna, you know, go craziness. It can't be that bad, Lord. And so I literally prayed and God was like, oh, you, you really want to know who your husband is? And I was like, yeah, like, show me, tell me who it is. And when he showed me, I said, Lord, throw that right back into the ocean. <laughs> that, that cannot be it. Right. And, um, and so for a long time, I would just be so stubborn about it. And I just be like this, I, I don't believe this. I do not believe that this is who you're calling for me. And one day I was praying like in deep prayer, um, because I was like being so stubborn about it. And I said, well, God, if this is really you, and this is not me like eating bad beans, you know, before I go to bed and like having this bad dream, you know, show me exactly what it is that you want me to see and why you think this person is the person, right? That I'm eventually going to marry. And God literally showed me that like this uh, fourfold dream. And in each section of my dream, he began to show me this person and all of the attributes of, you know, what he had and who he was and why he was the perfect person for me. And I woke up from that dream as like such a deep sleep. And I was like, whoa, oh my God. And so in all of those little snippets, God was showing me like everything that you asked me for and everything that you need is wrapped up in this. And although like you see it at the potential stage of it, so you're like, oh, heck no, Right this is what I'm working on and this is who I'm working on and this is how I'm formatting his heart to be exactly what you need, right? So everything that you've asked me, I know it's been on my mind, right? Like Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans that I have for you. He knows everything that you want, you need, you desire. And so when he's bringing you to somebody or bringing somebody to you, right? He's already, God has already planned out in his mind I need this person to weather through storms with her. I need this person to change with her. I need this person. person. Right, right. And so he's equipping that person on that end, but he's also doing that same equipping in me, right? Mm -hmm. And so he's like, you trying to throw this away. You trying to throw my plan away, right? Because it's what you think it should look like and it's not what you had in mind but it's in the unconventional choice of me knowing you right and you trusting me and trusting that I know you and all of what you need and all of what you want then I'm going to bring him to you as the finished product right Right. that you need when the time is right right and that's what we don't (laughs) even with it with careers or with right. you know we have you know write the vision and maybe we write these visions right. for our lives but we don't wait on the manifestation of it so like you know god what's one thing that is i've grown to learn that
Hey everybody, welcome back.